0: Welcome to San Diego Sessions. We're here today with guitarist John Garner.
1: san diego sessions san diego's jazz podcast featuring local artists new releases and more here are your hosts ian tordella and ed kornhauser
2: Welcome to San Diego Sessions, big episode fifty. Woo! Yeah. The silver session. The silver session. Is that the silver or is it the is it the platinum? What is the fiftieth?
0: Uh, I think it's isn't it gold? It rhodium. Gold, yeah. It might be gold. Might be gold. This yeah. is the
2: gold episode. Thank you. I'm, I'm golden. This. I'm the golden boy. Yeah. Again, we're here with our guest, guitarist John Garner. Good morning.
0: Yeah. Good morning. And and because our many fans haggle us for not saying this, uh, that's Ian Tordella over there.
2: Correct. And I'm here with my co-host, Edward Kornhauser. Yes. And that, before, that before we get so into John's music, <laughs> I have a, a brief, a severely abbreviated edition, edition 50 of This Versus That. Uh, first up, Austin resident jazz vocalist singer Kat Edmondson versus one-time sideman for Duke Ellington, trumpeter... Cat Anderson. Oh,
0: Cat Anderson was the lead player, I think, right? On all that stuff.
2: That's a very good question. I think. Uh, and as a director of Mesa College Big Band, I should know the answer. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, I'm going to uh, go with
0: tradition here and go with the great Cat Anderson.
2: All right. And the next question the only thing I could come up with on short notice producer, uh, multi instrumentalist. Taylor, McFerrin, son of Bobby McFarren. Oh, whoa! Versus Taylor Swift. I thought you were pop gonna pop go, icon.
0: You won't go with Taylor Ixti. I'm gonna go with Taylor oh, yeah. Ixty. Our, I'm gonna buck your challenge. Oh, we your had Ixty wow. already.
2: I'm gonna, I'm gonna. How about a three-way challenge? Oh, for yeah. Really? No. I'm Taylor Ixti. I didn't Taylor know. Swift or Taylor McFarren.
0: I, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know uh, Bobby McFerrin had a son.
2: He has a daughter.
0: Oh, Taylor's a girl. Oh, right? I didn't, He so, has
2: a son i don't Wait. know taylor is a boy oh oh man oh wow uh, did, but I, he may have a daughter may have a daughter too. you know i'm not up on the wikipedia
0: <laughs> i bet they're i bet they're super
2: talented uh <laughs> but i don't know
0: i don't know i did i mean their dad is amazing oh my god um uh i've never even i, I only know about taylor thrift Taylor Swift, <laughs> Taylor Swift through uh, cultural osmosis, musical cultural osmosis. I I don't know a thing about her, although she came out in the news recently with oh. some cool you're political lucky stuff. You don't teach guitar. About time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I, I bet you're <laughs> yeah. you're familiar with her back catalogs Um, I'm gonna go with Taylor Ixt. I'm going the third route. Plan Plan B. All right. Who I I love Taylor Ixt. He came out. He came about the same time as local piano phenom, Eldar, but I, there was something about him that caught my ear back then. He's He's got incredible chops, but he's, he's got a real unique voice musically.
2: Yeah, he definitely has his own style. I've seen him at the Athenaeum and at the Loft when they were still doing jazz at UCSD's The Loft. But at The Loft with Kendrick Scott, he was playing grand piano, and he was playing like a Nord just on like a pad sound. Wow. Really okay. low volume to kind of like put this... Cynthia, yeah. like bringing ringing it ba- thing underneath bringing it back to the 80s the the That's grand cool. piano with the pad underneath. yeah yeah but you almost couldn't hear it huh it was interesting Ambient anyway feel yeah that was edition 50 of this versus that and once again we're here with john garner and what are we going to hear at the top of the show uh, i think we're going to play Bob jiton
3: Bob jiton
2: Heard Bop Giton with our guest John Garner on guitar or guitars, mm-hmm. and that was Paul Tillery on the upright bass, yes, or as I like to say, the doghouse, the bull fiddle, the, the bull fiddle, as right. my dad always called it, the bull fiddle.
0: You, uh, so you're using the magic of overdubbing there, and you're playing this is correct. Are you using funny question? Are you using two guitars, one for rhythm, and one or are you using the same one?
3: I ended up using the same guitar. I actually originally did track on. A different guitar the big mouth guitar which is typically used for um uh gypsy jazz but it was just such a booming sound i uh i was like i'm gonna have to cut that all out so i just went with a more focused guitar right on just a nerd out there for a second and uh in regards to
0: big mouth we were talking earlier uh <laughs> you play a uh, the uh you play a specific style of guitar for this kind of music. The the I call them Selmer McAfars. Are they
3: like this? Were they the same company, or it's a very style? It's a stylized acoustic. Guitar. They're two. They were two designers and two um uh two builders, and they McAferry, uh worked with Selmer. Hmm. Um, the Macfarry designs came out first, and then the Selmer became the more popular or well known. Um, the, the original McAferry is what's known as the grand bouche or D hole has a giant sound hole. Right Now those are primarily used for rhythm, although a, a couple guys use them for lead. And the one we're all used to seeing and that Django played and all that is called the petite bouche, which means little mouth. Oh yeah. It has that tiny little oval and that's the Selmer. I that prefer you think the amuse
0: of. bouche myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
3: Okay, that's the Selmer. So. Yes, that is the, the classic Selmer. I believe it's the five hundred three. Okay, in case you're taking notes,
0: they have a very distinct sound. I could they I, I don't know how to describe them sonically, and they have a very distinct look. You'll know them in a heartbeat. It, it, the
3: sound is preamplificonic, so it is loud and cuts through. Mm. You know, it's a very um, uh, scooped, it's very mid-range, um, which makes them. Uh, tricky to record sometimes because they are so mid-range uh, but they're great and so it's a pre design it's it's the uh, American attempt at making the uh, I'm sorry the European attempt at making the guitar as loud as possible before pickups happened so the Americans came up with the, the dobro right right, right? The, that was uh, yeah. their solution Big metal resonator and thing. yeah because oh. the arch tops weren't quite
2: loud, and, uh, loud enough yeah and they came up with the uh, Selmer Oh, wow. And if you go back to the Robin Hinkle episode, he talks extensively uh, about the American guitars, the unamplified guitars. Right, yeah. those are great. Yeah.
3: And, they, and they also have very distinct and unique uh, sounds. Um, like Joe Amato plays uh, a dobro on a lot of the he, he'll play a dobro on a lot of gypsy jazz stuff and it sounds great oh yeah
0: i've seen yeah. him local local guitar player yeah kind of great a player chameleon type plays a lot of different yeah. stuff yep um uh, but yeah he's he's got a he's got a gorgeous old dobro
3: mm-hmm. so that uh bop giton is uh there's a famous gypsy jazz song called swing giton
2: mm.
3: and uh uh it's, it's a blast to play and this tune i brought a lot more uh just wrote it like last month or a couple of weeks ago. Um oh, wow, this tune. So this is a is recent recording. Very new, yeah. Um and uh it ha- <clears throat> has a little bit of that um I love playing tricotism. You know, Oscar the, oh, pettiford Oscar Pettiford, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. Um and so it has a little bit of that sort of uh style of bop in it combined and then brought into sort of a, a gypsy jazz sort of world. And that was my attempt is to bring a little more bop vocabulary into uh, gypsy jazz.
0: Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right.
3: And then just make uh, Paul Tillery learn a really hard head in very short notice and then record <laughs> it. No pressure.
0: <laughs> I uh, I shared this story on the break, so sorry, this won't be as amusing in the room. But uh, I played for Paul Tillery's wedding, uh, however many years ago that was, and I can't remember, I think it was Harley-Maxino on bass and Leonard Patton on vocals and somebody on drums, I don't remember. but. We're playing their first dance, mm-hmm. and because it's a bass player's wedding, there's a bass solo on the first dance, which never <laughs> happens. And Harley starts taking this bass solo. I'm pretty sure it was Harley. And when the minute he does that, Paul out there on the dance floor suddenly grabs his wife a little bit tighter, puts like one hand to the to the back of her neck and the other hand down her lower back and starts air basing her and like moving her yeah. around like she's the upright bass yeah. to Harley's solo. It was it was hysterical. That's I'll awesome. That's I don't remember where the wedding was, I don't remember when the wedding was, mm-hmm. I, but I remember that like it was yesterday. That was so funny. Um, That's awesome. So, you know, you, you you play in this setting, which is you, you, and Paul, but you also play uh, with your
3: wife. That's right. My uh, primary working group and main focus is the trio um, or duo. Uh, it's me and my wife, Lorelei um the garners the garners that way we can, we can remember
2: they're that's... garnering a lot of attention on the yeah. local scene hey like
3: you, sa- uh, <laughs> you save money on checks too you don't got the right one well that's part of that's one of my lines yeah. in the I might have the, read the website yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so it's great uh we've been playing together for for years and years uh, before we were uh, married and uh she's um she's a fantastic vocalist um and She's learned to play, we have a, she plays tenor ukulele, yeah. um, her original instrument was piano, uh, but she plays tenor ukulele with a um, low G, in case you're a ukulele person, and she comps, uh, she can comp gypsy jazz chords on this thing, she's really developed the chops over the past few years, So um, and it's a tenor, so it's a little lower. And it works really well, and it kind of gives us a slightly different sound than all the other traditionalist sort of gypsy jazz. It allows us to do a lot of the 20s and 30s stuff, because ukulele was humongously popular. Uh, that was the first ukulele crazed in the uh, in the 20s. Oh, wow. If you, I meet a lot of Europeans, especially Brits, and when they think of ukulele, they think of like 20s jazz. We all think like Hawaiian music. That's funny. Yeah. You know? Huh. But they think 20s jazz. That's the first thing they think of. Um, so that's what we do. That's our primary, um, uh, focus. And we do a lot of that kind of stuff and we're writing tunes and working on the next album. Um, and it's funny. Um, she plays the ukulele, but she, she doesn't know any, uh, Hawaiian tunes or anything. Oh, wow. She always gets asked because people are always fascinated by the uke. And so they come up and there's a huge ukulele community in America and mm-hmm. all over um but she's like yeah i only sorry i only play jazz on this thing all right <laughs> <laughs> that's know. the coolest well, response to that yeah it's like, yeah hey do you know uh Somewhere the rainbow or i don't I yeah she doesn't know Hawaiian. any of those tunes uh, but she also has um you know a bunch of original music that runs under her project called uh fish and the sparrow which is really cool kind of already uh which would totally fits her personality but, um in terms of your group uh
0: how would you describe your sound? And I, and I have to ask you also about, um, I looked on your website, uh, you describe it on the website as Cowboy Bebop Gypsy Crawl,
3: which that, that's, a, that's, that's a great word painting. That's exactly it. So I've been using that tag. That is the direction I set off in about 10 years ago or more. Um, just fusing, Cowboy is sort of the um, American Americana right. and Western swing right? Bebop is obviously bebop. Um, and gypsy is the gypsy jazz and crawl is sort of like the, um, the moments of, um, um, the Tom Waits moments, the yeah. growl, the drag, the, the that, that caricature, uh, the barroom kind yeah, of. Sound. Yeah. 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 So yeah, the, just, and it was supposed to be that it's supposed to just evoke a, um, uh, uh, that sort of a feeling. It's supposed to be a little bit poetic, but we do get. Um, I didn't even know about this when I did it. Uh, when I started using that tag, oh, I, I know what you're There's to a say. whole um, anime thing, anime thing yeah, called Cowboy Cowboy, Cowboy Bebop. Bebop. Of course, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. I didn't know about <laughs> it, and they always. But we get people that come to us, and they're like, "I found you because of that, but I dig your music, even though it has nothing, nothing to, to do, do with that." And which was always confused me, because then I went and looked up the anime, and I'm like. There's no cowboy and there's no bebop in this well, at there,
0: all. Well, there is, there is They do use jazz in the do soundtrack. They? Yeah. You, you, no, okay.
2: the, look you guys enough, should I cover guess. the cowboy bebop theme song. Maybe but, we now. should. But it's yeah.
0: not... Cowboy is weird because they're in space. They're I'm space right cowboys. I'm right space yeah. cowboys,
2: yeah. right? They yeah. call so, me the space I have, cowboys. I have to stone my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> look at those shoes. I mean. Yeah, I'm mean, i wearing galaxy shoes right now. Uh-huh. So speaking of bebop, you came up playing like, I guess, arch tops and playing bebop and even modern... More modern jazz, absolutely. You know, straight eighth, ECM type stuff. Yes, and and you were mentioning you try to bring some of that vocabulary into this style. But when when did you make this uh, change from from the switch the, the quote unquote modern jazz guitar to right. to the right. acoustic guitar? Uh,
3: it was about three and a half four years ago. Um, and uh, I had always I always loved the music of Django and always uh, faked it. If you're a jazzer, you can kind of fake your way through it, um, but something I decided, you know, uh, I think it was, I think I did a bit, a bit of a walkabout that year. I, you know, I uh, spent a couple months traveling the country and doing some stuff, and I reconnected with my 17-year-old John Garner. I was like, <laughs> "What is my mission?" and uh, and that's and my mission was just to get good on the guitar and with this music that had always captivated me. So I went yeah. and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to study this. I'm going to learn this. And I started transcribing Django solos. And there's this one particular lick uh, in minor swing, this chromatic run, that is a beast, especially if you do it with accurate gypsy picking. Uh, and I said, well, all right, I'll just practice my butt off and I'll have this in about six months. Okay. So now it's like four years later. Only and, six months, yeah. Yeah. And, and, it's, and I practiced a lot. And four years later, I can... Most of the time play that lick, not always. But it opened up this whole realm to me, uh, and um, I really love it. And I always played before. Um, most of the people I transcribed were horn players. All my first transcriptions were at Lester Young and stuff like that. So it was really fascinating to go and actually study a guitar player and get into the guitar itself and right. let it
2: actually be a guitar. Idiomatic guitar, right, stuff. right, and little tricks huh. and stuff. So on you the went guitar. backwards then, because most people start with the idiomatic guitar material, and then later on they decide, oh man, maybe I should check out Sonny Rollins because that sounds pretty good for no, what I'm I, doing. No, Sonny was probably the second guy. I well, I did like I,
3: I did. I had to start slow. I did some Ben Webster stuff, but um, I mostly horn players, just because somewhere I heard that was you know if you don't if you want to try to do something different don't transcribe on your instrument. I mean, I did do my Charlie Christian and I did it. I mean, I transcribed Charlie. I transcribed Wes. I transcribed, um, Jim Hall, who's probably the best mm. guitarist. Um, Shots fired, maybe not from a technical goodness. standpoint, but just <laughs> from an artistic standpoint, he's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, so anyways, about four years ago, I went on this, this mission and, and I love it. Um, and I still play straight ahead gigs. Of course, uh, I love straight ahead. And, um, and I love uh, getting with people and trying out new, different things, all the crazy meters and stuff that people are into. Um, I love it for the challenge. Uh, but yeah, this is the focus.
2: Yeah. So about four years. Well, being a horn player, you know, where we, we grow up playing jazz and everybody wants to play the modern, aggressive stuff. Right. And you listen to these earlier styles and sometimes harmonically, you're just thinking, oh, well, that's easy. It's sort of inside, but... I I don't think I realize the degree of virtuosity just through every decade. There were so many virtuosos and you go back and you try to play what those guys played. And it's, I mean, it literally takes months or years of practice. Absolutely.
3: I think years is for sure. And also it's like when a lot of cats come over and and to play, right? A lot of straight ahead guys and stuff. And they're, they're great players, all great players, but they're used to a different um, genre. And they come over and they're like, man, I found this harder. You know, we'll play eight bars of A6, you know? And they're like, that's harder than running through changes because I've got to try to say something interesting on one chord that's not a funk group, you know? Right. <laughs> I, I struggle with that all the time. It, it is like, hard, right? Yeah, when you're like,
0: used to running changes. Yeah, you know? it's like sometimes it's easy. Like it's a roadmap to follow. Like I can do right. this and then this. And I can just follow this Right, path. I can
3: sail through it or I can drop in on them. It gives you a lot it gives you a roadmap, like you said, right. But Mm -hmm.
0: then like do something interesting. And there's only one chord change. Like you could, I, I I tend to take the standpoint that I, I I mess around with it. I start superimposing other chords because I want to go down that route, but like, just to like
3: the harmonic side of things. Yeah, Yeah. it's really, it's, it's it could be a challenge. It's right. It's really forced me to, um, think about melody on a much uh, deeper level. Um, because you know if you if you get into once you get to bop and beyond it's really harmonically based hmm. you know and um it forces you off of that that train because you know you want to play like you said well, like we were saying before uh, before this started you want to play something pretty right, right you right, know yeah. and how do you find that and what is it exactly you know? what is it and how do you make it pretty
0: i i, I you know sometimes it's easier to play a whole bunch of notes oh for sure Then try to play something that really sounds like it's a, a composed composition because that's really what improvis- improvisation is it's just composing on the spot live you're just creating on the spot that's and, right and like to do something that sounds full and is a whole idea and not just a bunch of notes that kind of fit over the chords right or or don't fit over the chords right right
3: like that's that's a right how do you make more of a statement with this you know we yeah.
0: don't know. If yeah. you know, please email us at San Diego. Now. <laughs> yeah.
3: No, seriously. If
0: you know the secret sauce, let me know. Well, let's get into a, another tune now. And this features uh, both of your heads, so to speak. Uh, you're both singing and playing guitar mm-hmm. on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is called uh, Seven Steps. Uh, yeah. Want to give us a little preamble to this one?
3: i like the guitar solos in this if you could transcribe them and then send them to me because i'd really like to be able to play them again um (laughs) and i could talk about where i was thinking about this later
2: oh uh, man There was uh, some pianist. I think she was a classical pianist, and she transcribed Coltrane thing. And she was a big fan of Coltrane. She brought it to him, and she said, "You know, Coltrane, can you, you know, tell me what you did here? Can you play this for me? Because I wrote it all out." And he said, "No way. I can't play that again." Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Long. Not wanting in, not dining, not saying I was found. Not bending in, not stretching in, trying to make it fit down. No. Did the best of this, did the best of this, and this is what you get. Now you can have anything you want. I don't mean you got to go along, no, you. Holding up with a to push on through Not listen to the little boy deep inside your head.
2: Here's your jazz forecast for October 22nd to November 4th. As always, here are the regular happenings. On Mondays, guitarist Louis Valenzuela hosts his regular jam at Rosie O'Grady's in Normal Heights from 9 to midnight. No cover and it's 21 and up. On Tuesdays, the Havana Jam, an Afro-Cuban and Latin jazz jam session, kicks off at Prohibition from 8pm to midnight. On Wednesday, Gilbert Castellanos hosts his Wednesday night jam session at Panama 66. Music is from 8.30 to 11.30 p.m. Come down early to hear the Young Lions play from 6 to 8 p.m. with up-and-coming musicians from around San Diego. Every Friday, flutist Holly Hoffman presents Jazz Happy Hour at the Handlery Hotel from 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. No cover and parking is validated. October 26, see Curtis Taylor and his group. The following week, the Ed Kornhauser Quartet plays some new music with saxophonist Dylan Hermanson, bassist Rob Thorson, and drummer Kevin Higuchi. Also on Fridays, Gilbert Castellanos presents Jazz at the Westgate, an intimate series in the Plaza Bar at the beautiful Westgate Hotel. Music from 8 to 11 p.m. On Saturdays, vocalist and guitarist Steph Johnson and friends play at the Westgate Hotel from 8 to 11 p.m. Now here are the highlights for the coming weeks. On October 24th, the Circuit Rider Trio performs at the TSRI Auditorium, featuring trumpeter Ron Miles, guitarist Bill Frizzell, and drummer Brian Blade. Downbeat at 7.30. More info at ljathenaeum.org. Thursday, October 25th, guitarist Robin Henkel plays at Nate's Garden Grill at 6 p.m. Also Thursday, Memphis based saxophonist Bill Hurd comes to the West Coast to play at Dizzy's with pianist Ed Kornhauser, bassist Mackenzie Layton, and drummer Kevin Higuchi. Show is at 8 p.m. Cover is $15. Friday, October 26th, vocalist Melissa Morgan performs for the Fourth Friday Jazz Series at the La Jolla Community Center with pianist Sam Hirsch and bassist Alex Frank. There's a reception at 7 with music starting at 8. Saturday, October 27th. Legendary Trombonist Phil Rainland Pays Tribute to the Great Freddie Hubbard at the Museum of Making Music in Carlsbad, featuring an all-star ensemble with special guest trumpeter Curtis Taylor. Music at 7 p.m. Jake Nager and The Moment of Truth play at Panama 66 in Balboa Park from 7 to 9 p.m. Also on the 27th, pianist Mikon zlakovich brings his trio to Wildwood in Vista at 7:30 p.m. And the great Pat Metheny and his quartet perform for Jazz at the Jacobs in Copley Hall, featuring Gwillem Simcock on piano, Linda O. on bass, and Antonio Sanchez on drums. The concert begins at 8, and tickets are available on the symphony's website. On Sunday, October 28th, Tim Felton hosts his monthly Funk Jam at Panama 66 in Balboa Park from 6 to 8 p.m. Check out Sundays in the Park on Facebook to see a song list and sign up. Guitarist and vocalist Steph Johnson and bassist Rob Thorson play at the Turf Supper Club from 8 to 11. No cover, but you must be 21. On Tuesday the 30th, Charlie Arbolayas and friends play at 7 Grand from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. And Sunday, November 4th, the Whitney Shea Quartet is on the patio at Bernardo Winery playing some high-energy jazz and blues from 2 to 5 p.m. No cover and all ages. Dancers are welcome. And finally, vocalist Leonard Patton and pianist Ed Kornhauser are at the Turf Supper Club for their monthly first Sunday engagement. That's in Golden Hill from 8 to 11 p.m. No cover, but you must be 21.
3: This is vocalist Whitney Shea, and you're listening to San Diego Sessions, San Diego's only jazz podcast.
2: And we are back on San Diego Sessions. This is the uh, Rhodium Anniversary episode, episode 50, right? Is that mm-hmm. Rhodium? What is Rhodium? It's a very precious metal. Um, I'm here with my co-host, Ed Kornhauser, <laughs> and our guest, John Garner. And uh, we're coming to you from Dirty Boulevard Recording Company in an undisclosed location right outside of downtown San Diego. Dirty. Uh, first, dirty. we heard Seven Steps, and then with a Jazz Calendar, we heard an instrumental tune lay your cards on the table yeah and that one kind of has that django minor swing vibe we were that, talking about it when we're listening that's to it.
3: right <laughs> right calculated yeah um i was actually just asked um, someone needed a uh, uh a music spot for some kind of youtube thing uh, and they're like you know sort of like a gypsy Jazz or like minor swing kind of thing and i'm like all right i'm just gonna write something like absurdly simple like, I'm like simpler than I ever write. And so I just quickly threw it together, you know, tracked that all, um, you know, and zipped it up in like an hour and a half and sent it to the guy as a demo. Right. And I was like, this is a demo, and then I'll retrack everything. And he's like, perfect. Thanks. And I was done. And oh, I was like, right. wow. Okay. I guess that worked because, you know, because I just tried to write something simple. Um, plus, there's a mean solo on it. <laughs> and, um, and then I, you know, we put it on our website, and we put it on the CD we released, and um, and now people have contacted me, and they use it as their, you know, button music or whatever you call it, you know, background music, or yeah. when that's Tag been in a bunch of different little videos, and uh, so people really seem to like that one. It has the vibe, I guess. Totally. And it's not too busy that it, you know distract from what else they're trying to do so you know? for
2: all your licensing needs you can contact john garner music but i will be taking a <laughs> <78% commission laughs> to 78 uh, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, percent speaking, commission speaking of uh of commercial stuff yes of course for all our listeners out there you can follow us on the instagram our thing is at san diego sessions podcast and you can see some videos, extras from the show, and of course, uh, Grams, pictures, what do they call them? Grams? I don't know. I think they're called Vines. Vines. <laughs> <laughs> Snaps? Uh, twits. No. They're
0: uh, all twits. Yeah. And of course, uh, always go over to iTunes. It really helps if you, you know, give us a listen, subscribe, leave us a nice review. It, it totally helps our, our numbers and it supports us. And, you know, if you don't like us, you know, that's okay. That's okay.
2: But just, just stay away from the iTunes. That's great. Perfect. Could we cool? Totally. Yeah. All right. Fine. And cool. if you need to contact us or you'd like to be a guest on the show, you can reach us via email, sdsessionspodcast at gmail.com. And without any further ado, it's time for our favorite segment of the, uh, of 20, 2018, the year, <laughs> the year of our Lord. <laughs> uh, I just clipped my mic. The year of the year of our Lord, Zenu. Xenu. And this is the San Diego 7 featuring Ed Kornhauser and John Garner. <clears throat> yes, this is the San Diego
0: 7. These are seven questions we'd like you to answer oh. from, from the top of your head okay. and the bottom of your heart. All right. Oh, I like that. Uh, number one, what did you have for breakfast this morning?
3: I had um, peanut butter banana oatmeal. That, it's freaking delicious. That's Wait
2: a minute. <laughs> That's what uh, uh, Joni Tordella, my one-year-old daughter, had for breakfast this morning. It's Twinsies. good especially peanut butter if you know how ba- you cook banana it. oatmeal. You
3: cook it right, so you get the old oats. Not, I mean old, but like the old-fashioned kind. Mm. So they still have a little chew in them. Mm. Oh my god, it's so good. Oh,
0: I'm I'm uh, I have a peanut intolerance, so uh, oh that I, wouldn't work for you. I will sadly never You'd know be dead. the joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, what was the first album you bought with your own money?
3: With my own money. Mm-hmm. Like, not including like the, the scam you did with uh, the Columbia Records Club for a penny thing. Oh wow. Um, remember <laughs> you get like oh, ten albums yeah. for a penny and then you, your parents would have to buy all these other records. Um <laughs> Oh my god. My my own money, it's probably shameful actually. It always is. It's uh I, I think with my own money, I was probably Kiss Alive too. <laughs> um uh God, you know, older kids. You know, they they influence you. Um, but my favorite first record, my first record I got was "Call Me" by Blondie on a forty-five. Oh, that's wicked! And All it right. was awesome, and I still like it.
0: That no, that's a great one. Yeah, that's a cool one. Mm-hmm. No shade there. Uh, you're also, I believe, a bit of a a hiking enthusiast. Indeed. Uh, what's the longest and or and or most arduous hike? You've ever undertaken?
3: Oh man, there's plenty of them where I thought I might die out that's, there. That's not um, good. <laughs> but it feels good when you don't, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, feels really good. Uh, Understatement of the year. It feels good when you God, don't die. Um, I wandered. There was one time where I just wandered around in the um, mountains in the uh, Columbia Gorge, uh, for a good, um, so like 16, 18 hours out there. It was hot. And, um, uh, and I, just is, you know, I didn't really plan it. I just went adventuring. Um, and it ended up turning into like 16 hours and I just had a tiny bottle of water and a Snickers. Oh boy. Uh, and I was just lucky like to find years
0: in the settlers. <laughs> yeah,
3: I was lucky to find my way uh, back to the road and not get ate by a bear because they were all over the place that summer. So, this is up, you know, outside Portland. Um, I've been on, you know, long, hard, hard multi day hikes, but that one was really challenging, you know, just because I wasn't necessarily sure which way the road was. Oh, that's well, I'm glad you picked the right way ultimately. Yeah, 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 that worked out. Um, number four.
0: This is like a would-you-rather sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be able to run at 100 miles per hour or fly, but only at 10
3: miles an hour? Oh, man. Yeah, oh, fly man. like really slow. <clears throat> okay. I'm going to go with run 100. I get to go 100? Yeah, 100 miles an hour. And, and it I can... won't
0: like mess you up. You could just do it. And I won't like run into
3: stuff. If you're good at running, okay, I'm good at it too. Okay, okay, you're good. Okay, at it. I need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need can. that. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, run because when uh, in like third grade, when they asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up, I said a cheetah. Um, because that's what I want it to be. So if you're going to give me the chance to be my cheetah, I'm going to do it. Okay, perfect.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. As opposed to being the lamest bird ever.
3: Yeah, that's going to, that's just be frustrating. Right. Sitting up there 10 miles an hour,
2: getting passed by people
3: below you. Getting
2: passed by pigeons. Yeah. You'd be a laughing stock. You'd be a laughing bird. I don't know. It'd still be way faster than taking the 405. Mm Wait a minute. Wait,
0: I'd say you'd be a laughing stork.
3: Whoa.
2: Yes,
0: Winner. Yeah. Winner. Uh, number five. Uh, this versus that, kind of like the beginning. Uh, vibraphonist Stefan Harris versus violinist Stefan Grappelli. Well, I do
3: love, love, love the vibraphone. I do. I love it. I love the voicings. I love the shimmer. I yeah, love everything shimmer, about shimmer, it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going with Grapelli. Grappelli. Because I'm a django file. and um, and also I've transcribed a few of his solos, and he was just so brilliant.
0: Oh, he was. He's absolute virtuoso. Yeah. And had a long, long career, too.
3: Yeah. Yeah, just so melodic and just awesome.
0: All right, number six. I hope this lands, because I'm really proud of it. (laughs) Two-time heavyweight boxing champion and Olympic gold medalist George Foreman Mm. versus... English comedian, singer and ukulele and banjo player of the 1930s and 40s, George Formby.
2: Wow. <laughs> you should have done this versus that today. Well, yeah, I'm, been, role, I, no, I'm going with the uke for sure. Yeah. I mean,
3: he was hysterical. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, and he had that strumming uh gag yeah. he had and everything. Yeah, that was that was great. And also because like, I like the Foreman grill, but it doesn't put a sear on it, right? No. I need more of a sear, and it's just, it's so, I'm going to have to go.
0: It's great when you're in college and you live in an apartment that right. doesn't have a kitchen like I did.
3: Right. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, George Formby was, was hysterical. Like, it's it's always funny to go back and listen to, a lot of his stuff was really, you know, body and it's funny, like a lot of that stuff flew in the twenties and thirties, and then post-war forties and fifties, it didn't. All
3: the slapstick and all that. Yeah, yeah. slapstick,
0: and also a lot of raunchy, dirty body. Oh, you, sure. Like sure. Oh, a, body like that. Yeah, yeah like I that, that song of physical his. Comedy. His uh, his uh, the famous tune of his cleaning windows talked about you know cleaning windows and looking in and seeing all the stuff that goes mm-hmm. on in hotels mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. that 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 song would not have flown so well in twenty years. You know? Strangely, yeah, yeah,
3: that that was the twenties. They had a good time.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number seven, this is a a mild throwback to bacon, but it's not. This is just a freeform thing. Tofurky. Or. Mm, that's just it. What, what do you feel? What, what do you, what do you,
3: I want to love it, uh, but I've tried it so many times, and it just doesn't. Uh, it it's not happening for me.
0: No, it's kind of gross. The texture's yeah. weird. I've never tasted good tofurky. I it, like f- other types of fake meats, but it's. Yeah, not or here.
3: even you know veggie burgers, you know, and mm. stuff like that. But uh, tofurkey, just they're they're just the technology's not there. No, we'll
2: get there one <laughs> day. day. Yeah, Elon Musk is working on it. <laughs> we need a billionaire to work on uh, yeah tofurkey. Right. <clears throat> All right, that was edition fifty of uh, what is that called? The San Diego Seven with Ed Kornhauser. I like that part. That was fun. And again, we're here with our guest John Garner. That's me. And as we were talking about on the break. You're also an author, and I have to uh, put in a disclaimer, I'm, I'm, I'm a patron, and uh, I ha- have a copy of this book, but it's a Crash Course in Jazz Rhythm Guitar. That's right. Yeah. Tell us a little about that.
3: Okay, so this uh, book came about because um, I keep getting these students um, that are coming from other genres, or just, you know, kids, and uh all of a sudden they have to audition for their jazz band um and which is a whole different beast on guitar uh it's it's just what they want you to do is just something that you don't come across in standard guitar pedagogy so uh, i had a method because i know what they want first and foremost in jazz band you need to chunk like freddie green so that's the first thing so i just you know, came up with all these materials, and all my kids were getting in. They were all their band directors were loving them. They were doing their job. So I just um put it together in, in a book uh, through Create space um, and which is part of Amazon, and now it's up there, and it's been doing well. and um, strangely enough, i sell I sell about half in the United States and half in Great Britain.
2: So I don't know what's going on over there, but uh, I love you over there. Interesting. And thank you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Interesting. I know we have at least one or maybe 1.5 listeners in Great Britain. So yeah. Nice. Hello to maybe, you. Maybe they can give us some insight on this.
3: Well, I think there's a swing <laughs> uh, revival starting to happen over there. And this is like this, you know, this kind of three note voicing chunk chunka chunka thing is the way to go. It's called uh, Crash Course in Jazz Rhythm Guitar, and it's just the first in a series I have Five books planned. I'm oh. almost done the second book uh, about ri- reading rhythms, and and then I'm going to tackle the the big beast on guitar is uh, how to read single notes. That <laughs> every guitarist's kryptonite. Right, the old um, like
0: how do you get a guitar player to turn down? That's right, put music in front of them. That whole in, thing. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yep. And there's a reason for that. It's not just that you know they're. Um, it's not that. Not only that we're idiots. It's just that. Um, Guitar is just a really—it honestly is a very complicated instrument to read on. It's to read on it from top to bottom. It's like learning five instruments.
0: Right, because there's so much doubling. There's different ways to read a melody. That's right, exactly. We have five
3: middle C's, so Mm -hmm. there's—it's daunting how you want to approach. Piano Uh, has one. Piano is the best instrument to uh read on by far i also teach you know basic piano and stuff
0: it is visual in a way i always encourage people uh who are wanting to take music or wanting to get their kids into music like get them some piano lessons even if they ditch it
3: that's right it's it's such a helpful bass and guitar is visual too but not in the way the piano is it's a very different thing it's a shape based instrument true but i also encourage uh, even though i'm primarily a guitar teacher i do teach uh, some piano also And I always prefer if they've had some piano first. And if we're going to go into theory, make sure you have your piano together because it's it's the best way.
0: You see it,
3: like you just see how the shapes
0: work. You see how harmony works. You see how counterpoint works, how different lines work together it's it's the you know it's the best yeah. My piano teacher rick helzer would always say it's god's instrument
3: <laughs> this is true uh, i remember that yeah yes. did you did you study with rick as i well? did yeah. i did yeah improvisation and stuff like that right yeah the
0: great rick helzer at, formerly uh at san diego state who yeah. was who's left an indelible mark on the san diego community big
3: here. time we all yeah. went through we were all helzerized yes. yes yes
0: we went through helzer
3: yeah
2: it's true yeah yeah oh man <laughs> So again, that book's called Crash Course in Jazz Rhythm Guitar, but you can get that on, on Amazon or through your website, correct? That's
3: right, which we'll just send you back to Amazon. But it's the website is Crash Course in Jazz Guitar because there's going to be, like I said, a series. Um, if you're a guitar teacher out there, get this book. It'll make your life easier and your students will get it beat That sixth grader will beat the eighth grader and get the gig.
2: It's officially endorsed by uh, San Diego Mesa College and Ian Tordella. Uh, <laughs> but as long as we're getting in plugs here, before we take it out, uh, maybe you could tell our listeners where they can catch you live next.
3: All right. So the best thing to do is to go to the website, com. G-A-R-N-E-R-S music Hopefully you know how to spell music, and uh, that's the Wait, main focus. We're talking focus. about guitar players. Yeah, here. <laughs> <laughs> this is for everybody. This is the uh, the trio with um, myself and my wife. We both uh, strum and sing. We have upright bass. Sometimes we add some other instruments. We do a uh, a monthly regular at Bar Pink in town here in San Diego. Last Thursday, uh, and uh, yeah, we have a a couple steadies and then you know uh, a lot of gigs that pop up and. And you know any of those house parties you want to add a little class to? Just hit us up right here.
0: It's funny you mentioned that because I was just remembering I have a video on my phone of of you and your wife playing with an upright bass player, and then as well as sitting in Mister Ian Tordella on the drums. I have to. to I'll have to post that. I'll
3: have to post that on the drums. Right? Yeah.
2: No, it was at uh, uh, at my birthday party. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. was i was awesome. on a rock drum kit you sounded
3: good yeah. oh man you sounded good i like um i like cl- with this lineup i would like to get ian over on it sometimes
2: uh on clarinet yeah, yeah we've done we've done some sexy. gigs yeah, yeah with two guitars and clarinet so yeah yeah the world needs more agony No pipe. nobody knows i have a you know second life as an early jazz player He's actually dead. i'm always hitting up chloe Ferranzo on facebook oh, like man. hey chloe what should i do with this thing how do yeah. i yeah. which end do i blow into but <laughs> yeah. she's helped me out with some mouthpiece selection right. and like just some other stuff with the clarinet right, she's right. Uh,
0: so, she's gotten she's taken off she's a local well no sorry she doesn't live here anymore but she grew up here right. great local formerly local saxophone player and clarinet player who's Bit of a road dog. She just she just got off. I think she just was leaving New Zealand the other day.
3: Right. She so she she did a couple years with uh, Pokey Lafarge, Lafarge and yeah. that really got her going. And now she's doing the whole Scott Bradley, uh, postmodern jukebox and playing and singing. It sounds awesome and power to her.
2: Doing San Diego proud. She's mm-hmm. incredible. All right. Well, I think we're gonna take it out once again. My incredibly good-looking co-host has been <coughs> Ed Kornhauser. Here's your chance and Sexy. John Garner, guitarist John Garner has been our guest. Thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for having me. I had fun. It was super fun.
0: Oh, we're going to take it out with one more tune. Mm -hmm. Want to just give us a little preamble on this one?
3: Tumble Dry. Yeah, this is from the uh, poetry side. I like to write a lot. I write little short stories and poetry, and I just like to nerd out on this stuff. So this is kind of a poetry set to a sort of bluegrass meets gypsy jazzist type thing that's the attempt and um some days i think it sounds really good and some days i feel like i'm a cornball but you got to keep trying hey, so, hey, i feel like a cornball every day <laughs> it doesn't help with my name. <laughs> yeah, yeah no but again good solos trance
4: I hang you, don't be lie beat the rug with the broom, sing a tune, the moon in June. They take want it's all? They wash away a steep or cough. Some things they won't fade away, you can't forget. You can't replay, shine gold. Die, wrap your knuckles on a piece of wood Like a cat last on underneath the hood Well, dry, don't ask why Eat a piece of the falling sky. Click your heels and poke the on it all And all too soon And it's coming back for you My friend, the sun is blue and the sky is green. I tone a hole in my new dream. So when it races through our hair, we grit our teeth and have no care. The world is spinning beneath our wheels. Everybody needs to know how to be Shadow deep is hard against the wall. They don't care. Lick about the fire. Don't ask why, pinch all salt in the devil's eye Wrap your knuckles on a piece of wood My cat under on underneath the pole Well, Tumble dry. Don't ask why, eat a piece of the fallen sky Click your heels and poke the moon It all and all too soon
1: the San Diego Sessions podcast brought to you by Dirty Boulevard Recording Company. Please subscribe now on iTunes or listen online at dirtyboulevardrecording.com. Theme music composed by Ed Kornhauser, performed by Ed with Grant Fisher guitar, harley Magzino bass, Ian Tordella saxophone, and Charles Weller in drums. If you'd like to be a guest on San Diego Sessions, please contact us. All musical selections are used by permission of the artist. San Diego Sessions is engineered and produced by Ian Tordella at Dirty Boulevard Recording Company.